0: Welcome once again to Devotional, this is Pastor Ariel. We are starting a brand new quarter and new lesson entitled, The Least of These, Ministering to Those in Need. We'll be studying this lesson for July, August and September and the first lesson, lesson number one is entitled, God Created. We are moving along, this year is just flying by, I can't believe camp meeting is past. I joke with my members at Oakwood and Monroe that uh, that is my before, like uh, we divide history before Christ, after Christ. Every year I divide my calendar before camp meeting, after camp meeting, and I can't believe camp meeting is behind us already. And uh, we're starting a brand new quarter, and it's a good quarter because our churches are going to be getting involved in mission trips uh, very directly in two forms. And I'll talk about that later on in the podcast. The the lesson starts off where I did not expect it to, way at the beginning, Uh, which for me, I, I I was puzzled at first. Why are we going in this direction? Why are we starting here? But By the time I got to Friday, it made perfect sense why we are starting this lesson on caring for the least of these with God created. The lesson is going back to the beginning in order for us to understand something. This lesson is not going to be just about hey you should be caring for the least of these. Um, the lesson is not going to just jump into that. The lesson is actually giving us something much more powerful. It's giving us the reason why these the least of these even exist. We take some things just for granted that you know well the least of these they're poor people, but why? On Sunday and Monday we began by exonerating God from the existence of the least of these, um, because when God created us. He created the whole planet good he created everything in a way that all the needs of every living being could be met either directly through other living beings be it plants and uh, things like that uh, so that the birds and the fish and the animals including humans we could all have nourishment and sufficient abundant nourishment there was no hunger there was no famines there was no death every need was met and that's how the, the world uh, looked like, experienced uh, life when it came from God's hands. So Sunday and Monday focuses on that. On Tuesday, uh, we have a, another element that for me is, is going to be the, the theme that will run through the rest of this lesson. The command of God for us to be caretakers of the planet, stewards, as the lesson puts it out. That is a word we only use in church, I think, anymore. Um, And it's a word of someone that was entrusted with someone else's property or someone else's estate or money and they had to manage it wisely. Well, humanity was entrusted with the entire planet and not just the dirt and the grass, but with the animals and, of course, each other. And that's when the lesson, you know, my light bulbs went off. Ah, that was my aha moment. This is why we are starting here. The idea of caring for one another did not originate because of sin. It originated because of love. And this idea of caring for one another was present, taking care of the planet, taking care of the animals, and of course, taking care of one another, was already present in in a world before sin existed. And the mover, the the motivator for it was love, pure love, the love that came directly from the heart of God. But Wednesday and Thursday um, highlights on the fact of where we find ourselves now. In the Garden of Eden, there were no least of these, yet we were entrusted to care for, to tend for the creation of God, including one another. But with this, um, the way God created us humans, um, he entrusted us with something the lesson calls moral freedom. And we've studied this already in previous lessons. There's no need to go too much in depth in the fact that God gave us freedom of choice and we've abused it. Um, we need to grapple with that. Freedom of choice brings with it responsibilities, accountability, and of course, consequences. I love how the lesson focuses on a three pronged uh, temptation when when the adversary uh, wanted to get inside of our heads. He used questions to create in us three sources of doubt, three sources of separation between us and God, to break the bond of relationship between us and our Creator. And in doing so, breaking the bonds of unity between us and the creation. And the three-pronged way that he tempted us was to covet more than God had given us, to doubt the goodness of God, and to rely on ourselves. They sound simple, sometimes maybe they sound weak. But really, this is the foundation of every evil that we have manifested in this world. To covet more than God has given humanity is the reason we have the least of these. Is the reason why are my two friends uh josh and shannon just came back from accompanying Kiran for his wedding in india and they saw the same thing i see when we drive through certain parts of detroit when i drove to certain parts of el salvador through a lot of parts of el salvador and many other parts of the world where you see this huge divide between those that are not the least of these and those that are the least of these and some other parts of the world you truly see poverty in ways that is unimaginable And that is because there are individuals that can never have enough. There's something um, at the end of the lesson, a quote from a book called uh, Welfare Ministry is powerful. I encourage you to to read it and study it. But it says, if men would do their duty as faithful stewards, there's that word, uh, of their Lord's goods, there would be no cry for bread, none suffering in destitution, none naked and in want. It is the unfaithfulness of man that brings about the state of suffering in which humanity is plunged. God has made man his stewards, and he is not to be charged with the sufferings, the misery, the nakedness, and the want of humanity. That's us. This moral agent, this moral freedom that God has given us, did not was not removed uh, when sin entered the world. Um, God has given us the ability to choose how to use what we have been entrusted with whether it be much or little in this last sentence it says the Lord has made ample provision for all you know that made me think of the first time I went to Florida to visit my friend George Pinto and as he was driving me around I saw something that I was like whoa pull over I just I think I just saw a big pile of oranges on the floor let's go pick them and my friend George said no we're not allowed it's illegal you'll get arrested and I was like what and there were tons of trees with oranges and the picking season obviously had passed my friend george said um they they don't harvest all the oranges to keep the prices of orange juice to a certain level profitable i guess and that made me sick to my stomach because i know that there are parts of the world that there are diseases a scurvy and many others that are simply there because of a deficiency in vitamin c many other vitamins as well very malnourishment from the lack of fresh produce is very rampant in certain parts of the world, especially during certain parts of the year. And my question was, could not these orange growers partner with uh, people that ship things overseas and say, hey, do you need some tax exempt receipts, some, some tax uh, reimbursements, whatever they're called, when you donate to charity and you get a tax re- return for whatever you give to charity, and take these oranges or we'll juice them up and we'll uh, package them in very generic thing, pa- packaging and you send it overseas and let's feed these people no strings attached why let it rot why let it rot and it the, the moment i thought of that this is um, my post bolivia trip i began to realize that i god could ask me the same question but not about oranges but about my clothing i had my closet busting with clothing and yet there are people in this world with with nothing to wear or very little to wear um, when i went to el salvador it was a joy for me to take a suitcase with me full of children's clothing and that was emptied out and distributed within 15 minutes when that suitcase was open the little girls and the little boys so clothes that by god's grace and providence fit them perfectly but what's the point of having clothes rotting in a closet or other possessions money whatever food <laughs> you know when there is a want in the world it is the idea of coveting of not having enough to doubt the goodness of god and to rely on ourselves we could spend quite a bit of time just exploring those three but i want to put that on you you think about how satan tempts you with these things to covet for more than what God has given you. To make you doubt the goodness of God because that comes with covetousness. Covetousness is the soil where ingratitude and complaining and murmuring comes from. Coveting makes you feel that you've been given the short end of the stick. That your job position, your salary, your your everything that you have that is within your, your processions is not good enough. What you have is not as good as so-and-so's or that person over there. That's why we are in this mess of having to deal with the least of these. Is because sin entered our world through this distorted view of reality, God, and ourselves. And of course, to rely upon ourselves to have our needs met. And the only way we know how to have our needs met is through selfishness. And that's why in India, Africa, South America, and in the United States, the disparity between the wealthy and the poor is getting broader and broader, more distant. And it's not going to get any better. History shows us that. So the question that this lesson poses for us, beyond just you know understanding that we we should take care of the least of this these individuals, is why. And in in a real way, God is offering us the antidote to covetousness, doubt, and self-reliance through a very unexpected means: caring, caring for the least of these. So this lesson. And the onset begins to ask this powerful question. This question that should stop us in our tracks and force us to answer honestly. Are you content? Are you satisfied? Are you content with what's in your closet? Are you content with what's in your pantry? Are you happy with what's in your garage? Do you feel like you have enough? So to care, this is the antidote. This is the solution that God offers humanity, Christians in this sense, of course, Adventists um, to undo what sin has done for our race, for the world. Um, To care for the least of these is in a way self-inoculation against selfishness, against pride, against covetousness. So we need to choose to yield to God's appeal to care. And the appeal to care does not begin with caring for the least of these, which is an amazing thing for us, uh, for me at least. The, I, I thought the lesson was going to focus with, you got to care for poor people. Yes, I do. No, no, no. You got to care for the creator. If you do not care for the creator, you will not care for the creation. The one comes before the other. Falling in love with the creator will cause me to love and appreciate the created, So there will be no interest in caring for animal suffering. There will be no interest in in caring for human suffering if I don't care for the one who made both. And so this lesson is rich, it's powerful, and it's setting the proper foundation for the upcoming lessons. So that we're not just simply jumping in and feeling like, you know, we're going to go through a a 13-week guilt trip that we should care more. No, no, no it's not about guilt trips it's about love trips it's about falling deeper in love with the creator and sabbath of course is one of the primal opportunities in which you can detach from those uh, possessions detach from the things in your garage in your closet in your pantry or your your pocket in your bank account and go out into nature and begin to ask yourself do i appreciate do i have contentment the question that we finished with that first in, in the first part of our podcast You know, uh, I'm going to close with some just nitty-gritty appeals. You know, if we're going to say you need to care for your brother, you need to care for your sister, um, we are actually interacting with God in the same way Cain interacted with God in Genesis chapter 4. God asked Cain a question, where is your brother? Where is your brother? And the response Cain gave was, how, how am I supposed to know? Am I supposed to be my brother's keeper? And it's interesting for me that he used language, language that did not belong to him. In the beginning in Genesis chapter 4, verse 2, when um, there is a very abbreviated history of these individuals, it simply mentions that Abel was a a keeper of sheep, of herds. And Cain was a tiller of the ground, which is interesting. Those were the two things that God had told humanity to do, to care and till, keep and um, till the ground, you know, keep the animals, guard the animals, and uh, cultivate the the land. Well, Cain chose the cultivating part. Abel chose the keeping part, to keep sheep. But when Cain responds to God, he uses Abel's um, job description. Am I supposed to be a keeper of my brother? You know, Abel kept cared for his sheep. He guarded them. He protected them. Um, Cain did not want to do that. Cain did not want to feel that he was somehow responsible for the welfare of his fellow man. And God asks us the same question today. Now, you and I cannot help every single individual in Africa, South America, Asia, in the United States, next door. You know, there are plenty of neighborhoods, plenty of food pantries that are running low sometimes that need our sustenance. We cannot help every single one, but I'm confident that God has placed someone in our periphery. And if he hasn't, like I said, our church right now will be engaging this month of July in going into someone's home directly. I want to invite you to go to this website, fieldwork.love, fieldwork.love, F-I-E-L-D W-O-R-K love l-o-v-e and i want you to sign up i want to appeal to you sign up you will be required to raise a hundred dollars you can pay them yourselves or ask your family friends co-workers to assist you with this and the, the project is to take five volunteers per team and go and make a difference in one of the least of these homes individuals that may be low in resources, individuals that may find themselves in hardships. Let's not make this a theoretical, oh yes, we gotta, well, let's let's do it, let's do it. So the website is fieldwork.love. In a few months, I'll be going back to El Salvador to look for another place to build a church, and I'm sure there'll be other needs that uh, I will be made aware of to come back with. And so the question will be, are you your brother's keeper? More so both in Monroe and Oakwood and the church that you might belong to, I'm not sure who else may be listening to this. We have this thing called nominating nominating committee, right? And if your church is similar to mine, we have many people that have multiple hats, that are wearing multiple hats out of love for the church, out of love for the Lord. And I want to speak to those that have no hats, that have chosen to not wear hats for a long time. Can you please, could you please consider Being a brother's keeper or your sister's keeper by accepting ministries, ministries that serve, ministries that will touch the least of these that are not just out there in other parts of the world, but rather that individuals, the least of these that we sit next to every Sabbath. They may be tall, they may be short, they may be old, they may be young, they may be poor, and yes, some of them may be rich. How are you going to answer the question that God is asking every believer, every person that claims to be a Christian God asks that question. Where is your brother? Where is your sister? Do you know of their needs? And if you do, what can you do about it? What if the things that I place within your reach are given to you so that they can be passed on to those that are called the least of these? What will be your answer? Will you answer Am I my brother's keeper? Or will you say, yes, Lord, I am their keeper. I sincerely hope you received a special blessing from today's episode on devotional. I pray it has inspired you to turn the study of God's word into a daily habit, as well as using the study tool of our Sabbath school lesson. If you haven't yet subscribed on iTunes or whichever platform you're listening, would you please do so now? This way, you will be notified each time I publish a new episode. It would also mean a lot to me if you would leave a rating and a review of this podcast. You doing this will help others discover the spiritual resource. I would really appreciate this. I would love for you to connect with me through my Facebook page, Devotional Podcast. There's a link in the show's description that will take you there. I will regularly post additional resources there as well. It would be so good to hear what you like and what I could do to make this podcast a bigger blessing for you. Lastly, Would you consider making a monthly 99 cent contribution to this podcast? It would help offset the long-term cost of producing each episode. Thanks again for listening. Look forward to our next time together in the next episode of Devotional. Until then, this is Pastor Ariel inviting you to devote all you are and all you have to our Lord Jesus Christ.